you ready whenever? Yes, sir. All right. Oh, closer time to dance. All right, you want to, you want to stop singing there for a second? Yeah, sorry. so I can actually so I can actually introduce this. I mean, I guess you can sing over top of me if you want to. Can I sing an outro? <laughs> if you want to sing an outro, you can you can do whatever you want as long as you're not swearing at me or at anyone. We have to reach out to our audience. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome to episode 114 of WFS The Will Ford Show and Alec Bell back in the studio with well he's not in the studio uh, we're, we're on, we're on studio. zoom today i mean as we we normally do we're on skype or zoom or whatever but what's up buddy how you doing oh i'm doing fantastic so we got a lot to talk about today buddy the houston rockets and the washington wizards made a blockbuster trade probably the biggest woes bomb of the year we'll talk about that uh what else are we talking about today we're gonna uh, play a little contract game in the nba we kind of played this i don't know if we played this last year or the year before where we looked at some big contracts signed in the NBA and we tried to guess who signed them, but we're kind of, we're going to look at it a little differently. We're just going to guess where certain players went. So me and Alec are going to play that. We're also going to do our top 10 NBA power rankings post free agency in the draft kind of off the dome. We don't really have a list in front of us. We're just going to go off the dome with this. So that'll be entertaining. And then we're going to move over to the NFL, predict some games going on this weekend. We'll have six games to predict the outcomes of and then we'll also do our top five nfl power rankings and kind of debate those so top into it the wizards and the rockets made a trade trading uh the wall the excuse me let me restart the rockets traded russell westbrook to the washington wizards for john wall and a first round pick alec bell what say you on that trade say that again did you not hear me at all really i know what you said but you said you said the what, the last sentence you said. I didn't. Alec Bell, what say you on that trade? I don't understand what that means. What say like, you? What is? What are your thoughts on the trade? Okay, that's all you have to say. <laughs> I think it is a very intriguing trade because both parties, I guess both players weren't happy. So, I mean, it's a breath of fresh air. I'm more happy for John Wall. I think... I'd rather see John Wall win than I'd rather see Russell Westbrook win. And I think Wall has better opportunity in Houston than he did in Washington. I know he had Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal's not uh, James Harden. And I know he hasn't played in like two years, but I still think he can be a top point guard in the league. Now, do I think he's going to come out and set the world on fire and make an all-star game? No. But that said, I do think he will pair better with James Harden and Russell Westbrook did. Just because I think think he'll pair better. I think think Russell Westbrook is a lone wolf. I don't think he can play with a second star or let's just say second superstar. I mean, he played decent with – well, look what he did by himself. He won an MVP. Yeah, that was his MVP year, right? When he was right. by himself. Mm-hmm. He just, he's a lone wolf. He only really plays great when he's by himself. Or I should say, well, because he doesn't get when along he, with people When he's the well. featured player, when he's the number one option. He's not going to be the number one option in Washington. No, but, he like, wasn't but, the number your, one option but your point in, is like he plays his best when he is the number one 
Exactly. Yeah. I think Washington won the trade, to be honest with you. Like, yes, Houston's getting a first-round pick, but first-round picks, picks in general in the NBA mean jack squat. They're yeah, but not... it's a Washington first-round pick. But Washington's going to be – they may it's not also make the playoffs, but they're going to be they're going to be hovering around, you know, 7-8 seed it's for a, a playoff it's like, spot. No, it's 2022. Oh, Top well, 10. Okay, I guess I didn't know what the year was on it. I just figured it was – I just figured it was next year's first round pick, but I'm like 99% sure. Well, regardless, first round picks aren't really that valuable anyways, unless it's a top three pick. And really that's in like every couple draft, like every couple drafts, you're going to find a player that's going to come in and start right away and, and be a superstar like a Zion or LeBron or, or whoever. I agree. Very rarely do you have anyone come in and just be an impactful player right away. Like if it's not a lottery pick, it's really not, that valuable and they're not that valuable in general. So I don't think the first round pick really means anything for Houston. And I think, I think Washington gets the better player. I think Russell Westbrook is better. They're, they're the same player in terms of how they like to play, but I think Russell Westbrook's better. He can shoot better, uh, even though I don't want him shooting three point shots, but he can shoot it a little better. And he's also, he's more explosive and he's available. John Wall's not always available. He's had two major surgeries in the last couple years. So I don't think for Houston, yes, it looks great on paper, John Wall and, and James Harden, but if John Wall's not playing, then you traded away a, a healthy Westbrook who's going to play his butt off every night. Like He may not be the best point guard in the, in the game, and he may not be the best shooter, but he plays hard. He can score at the rim. He plays defense. Like The guy's a dog, and I think he's, he's better than John Wall. You may think he's better than John Wall. But do you think he makes players better around him better no. than John Wall can? There you go. And neither well, but neither one of them really do. Like, what did John Wall and Bradley Beal do to when they were on the court together? Not much. I mean, when were they on the court together? Let's be That's honest. That's also true. But like I'm saying, when they were on the court together, they, I mean, it wasn't anything. Yes, they were a great duo, but it wasn't like special. Like it's not yeah, LeBron. But- it's not LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's not. It's not Steph Curry and Clay Thompson special. You're you're freaking naming out super superstar. Ah, Clay Thompson's not a super superstar, but but like Russell Westbrook in my eyes, he's not a superstar. He he's was at one point. You think he's just? A star? I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's just a star. Because to be a superstar, you have to be able to win. I don't think he's ever really been able to. Besides the days when he went when he was with J, um, James Harden and. Uh, not you know what I mean, and KD, not Russell, or not the Houston Rockets, James Harden. Right, I get you. Like OKC, like 2012 when they went to the finals. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say more. I thought, God, I thought no. you were still. But going. anyway, that was that was that. Oh, that team was supposed to be the freaking next. Uh, like the next I dynasty. Know, I say next dynasty. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to be what the Warriors were. They weren't the first big three. But they were a big three that came together organically. They were all drafted by that organization. Like they didn't sign to go play with each other, like LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosch. Like this was organic. They were drafted together. So to have that much firepower on a team and you didn't have to like spend a ton of money to like go out and get them and not have any bench, like you drafted them. That's how the first two years of the Warriors dynasty was they were that's when Draymond was a star in my opinion Draymond was a star 
Clay was a star, and Steph was your superstar. I think Steph and Clay are, are superstars. Obviously, we got to see what Clay does when he comes back. I, honestly, I thought this year the Warriors maybe not win a title, but like they might get to a conference championship or something with Steph yeah. and Clay back on the court together. Now they they might be a borderline playoff team with Steph healthy. Like if Steph if Steph's healthy. I mean, he's the best shooter in the game. He's an MVP. They're probably going to win. or They're, they're going to win a lot of games. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They may not make it past the first round because they'll probably be a lower seed, but they're going to be good with Steph and Draymond on the floor. See, my um, opinion on superstardom, I have an opinion on it. I basically – I've thought about this before. You have to be like a top seven to eight player to be a superstar. Okay. And that is my opinion. You're going to have LeBron, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, James Harden, Luca. You have to help me out here. Did I say Durant? No, you did not say Durant, but Durant would Kevin be Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Six, seven, Kawhi Leonard. Those are people who can carry teams by themselves. Yeah. And I think if you – obviously, uh, Luca has uh, Chris Stapps, but I still think – and I'm not saying can carry them to a championship by themselves. I'm saying like can carry them into maybe an Eastern Conference Finals by themselves. Right. And I'm not saying like by by themselves, but like with like a, I don't know, maybe one star, maybe like a like a decent supporting cast, like a yeah, like an okay Robin, not but like not, but not like LeBron and Anthony Davis, like Batman and Robin. Like it's exactly. kind of like a like a poor man's Robin in, in a way. And that's why I don't think people like Kyrie are superstars. And Russell Westbrook are superstars because they obviously they are very very good. They have superstar uh, like they have superstar abilities, but they don't have the ability to elevate their team like right. others do. No, and I, I'm with you, Kyrie. I think Kyrie kind of showed that this year. I, I know he got hurt the second half and he refused and he didn't want to play or whatever. But even when he did play, he, it, they weren't like the greatest people and like the greatest team in the world. Right. But one person who I think this after this year might have showed potential to become superstar. Now, I know he's like 30 years old, but the way he brought his team together this year was Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And I'm uh, not and I don't think he's a superstar, but I think he might be a top 10 player. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Butler is really good. Like fourth quarter Jimmy Butler might be better than than 99% of the entire league, at least from what he showed last year and, or well, this past season in the bubble, like against the Celtics and Eastern conference finals, when it was, when it was go time in the fourth quarter, he balled out him and bam out Like both of them were really good. And I mean, we're not going to call the, the finals win for the Lakers an asterisk because, you know, it's a championship, but it is unfortunate. They call it the Mickey Mouse like, ring. It is unfortunate that like Goran Dragic got hurt and Adebayo was out a game or two and guys weren't healthy, but like, that's just how it goes. Like it, same thing happened for LeBron a couple of years ago when they were playing the, the Warriors and those first couple finals matchups, like Kyrie went down, Kevin Love was out and LeBron had to go alone. And yep. Like, that's just how it goes. Like there's, you don't put an asterisk beside any of that. Like injuries happen. I agree. So. Yeah. That's why, like, in my athletic communications class this year, we brought up topics all the time of, like, oh, should we put, you know, a little, like, asterisk beside, like, the NFL season and the NBA season and MLB because of 
COVID and everything that's gone on. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like everybody's playing under the same conditions. Injuries happen. Like there was a ton of injuries in the NFL this year. Okay. Here's, here's one question now. Say they move the NFL season a week back. They add the extra wild card team, and that extra wild card team wins the Super Bowl. Yes, that's you put that's where you put the that's where you put the asterisk. There you go. I don't know why they, but I just don't get adding another playoff team. It I just don't make completely. Sense. I don't understand it either. I, I don't understand the rationale behind it. But if that does happen, and let's just, I I, I don't know what team. Say in the Ravens conference could like yeah. Let's just say the Ravens, for example, like they get healthy. And they they're what the eight they would be the eighth seed, yes. And they could seed. very well. I mean, I know that Super could Bowl, very well like, happen because that, they are they now, are a good enough team. Here's my conspiracy theory: they did not want to play this week because they wanted this week to get the, the Ravens because they wanted this week to get moved to the end of the season so they could get that extra wild card spot because they're currently not in the playoffs. They're six Ravens? and five. Yeah, they're six yeah. and five. They want that extra wild card spot, which as a Steeler fan, I'm okay with because that means there is now two. Um, there's two bye. There would be two, the first and second seed would get a bye week now. Yeah, because now is, it's only the is, first seed that. Well, gets no, a bye week. no. Right now, no. Right now, there's two. Nope. Only the first seed gets bye week. Are you sure? Hundred percent. I saw the because um, right now the there's seven today. teams. Yeah, if you take out. The first two seeds, I would leave five. And, and I don't think uneven. I don't think we're going to get the first seed. You don't think the Steelers are going to get the first seed in the AFC? No way. I don't think. I think we end up fourteen and two. I think. I think we lose to the Bills, and then we probably lose to like the Browns in the last game. That's probably because you're anybody. going to be benching all your players. Yeah. But we'll we'll save we'll pause this conversation and we'll we'll get to NFL later. Don't want to get too far into NFL. Let's play your your game with nba contracts so what we're doing is we're looking at players who signed big deals and i'm guessing where they went where they signed yeah i'm going to give you the player i'll give you the deal just why not okay and you're just going to give me the team they signed. now this free agency wasn't necessarily as deep as ones in the past but it was highlighted by Anthony Davis, but everybody knew all along he was going to go back to the Lakers. So I imagine he's not on yeah, your yeah. list of 10 or so players so, that you're going to give me. I probably won't ask you. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you because there's like AD, Brandon Ingram, Fred Van Fleet. Well, those, and Hayward, a lot of those guys like re-signed too. So like, yeah, a lot of them re-signed. That's too easy. You need to pick players that, uh, that kind of move to so, yeah, other I'm teams. Gonna, I'm going to state players who left. All right. But I think. No, I don't think he was. I feel like he was matched, but I don't think he was. Whatever. Go ahead. So the first player I'm going to say is Jeremy Grant. Three-year, $60 million deal. Played for the Nuggets. Played for the Nuggets last year? Yes. He was restricted. So that means the piss. Oh, never mind. Can't. Never mind. Nice job. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say the Clippers, so that was a nice job. We're keeping that well, in there. <laughs> well, the Pistons, if you didn't catch that, <laughs> nice next player. The Pistons uh, signed Got it. three one years, for, sixty million. One for one. One for one. Wait, did you say two years, sixty million? Three years, sixty million. Oh, I was gonna say like I thought the Nuggets matched it for some reason, but no. they didn't. Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. What's the contract? Two years, $14 million. 
Celtics. He's a good, he was on the Celtics at one point, but no. I thought he went back. I thought he went back. No. I'll uh, give you two chances. Uh, three chances. I'll give you here's a, I'll give you one chance if you don't get it right. I'll give you a second chance if you don't get it right. Then I'll give you a hint. Okay, so I've already had one guess and I was wrong. So I have one more before the hint. Aaron Baines. Mm, that's tough. I, he was just in Phoenix. I know that much. Sacramento. No. Here's the hint. This team was in the NBA Finals. They, they might have won. They might not have won um, within the past five years. Within the past five years. Well, it's that would mean it's really either – You're down to like five teams. It, yeah. So it's either, it's either Golden State, Cleveland – or the Toronto Raptors. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Lakers, Toronto. Or Lakers or Heat. I yeah, but I I don't think it's either. I don't think it's either team from this past year. So I'm gonna go with the Toronto Raptors. Correct. I, and I knew it wasn't two for the two Lakers. with an asterisk. I'm a Lakers fan, so you know you know better than that. I know <laughs> better than that. All right, here's one. Jay Crowder, former Miami Heat, signed three year, thirty million dollars. Jay Crowder, that's a good one. And he was with the Heat. He, I didn't even realize he left. That's interesting. I wanted the Mavs to sign him. Jay Crowder went to – it's not Minnesota. Did he go to Memphis? No. One more guess and then the hit. For some reason, Phoenix is in my mind. Is it Phoenix? It is Phoenix. Let's go. Three years, $30 million in Phoenix. That's not a bad deal at all. I think that's a pretty good deal. 30 years old. You might know Christian Wood. What's the deal? Three years, for, for 41 million. Three years, 41 million with the Houston Rockets. Nice. I knew that one. I just uh, wanted you to a, say the deal for our listeners. That was a soft toss right there. I don't think it was a soft toss. I don't think a lot of people would get that. A lot of people wouldn't even know Christian Wood. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, and the only reason I, I knew that is because... Well, I think I knew it before, but I was looking at the Rockets roster today, like the projected starting lineup and bench after the trade. That's cheating. Well, I didn't know we were going to be playing <laughs> this, so it's not. And I didn't know you were okay. going to say Christian Wood. What about Hassan Whiteside, who I and think is the steal, is the steal of free agency? Sacramento. Yep. Steal of free agency, right? You think there. he's a steal of free agency? I don't think he's that great. He he went on a veterans minimum. Okay, I guess I guess if he's going on a veterans minimum, then yeah, that's yeah. a steal because Sacramento's got money. He averaged fifteen and twelve last year. Not bad. I mean, the only problem with Hassan Whiteside is just it's a shooter's league, and when he when he's on the floor, the floor shrinks. So yeah, that's, that's the only problem. All right, last one. He makes one a hard one. Yay. Hard, but not too hard. Anthony Davis. Alec Burks. Alec Burks. One year, $6 million. From the Sixers to... Oh, I didn't even realize he was on the Sixers. I thought he was still with the Jazz because I know he was drafted there. Still with the Jazz. He was on the... He, I mean, he was, the, he uh, was with Warriors. the Jazz for a while, though. Was he with the Warriors? Then he went to the Warriors. Then he got traded to the Sixers this past year. Is he still in the East or is he in the West? Like, what do you mean? 
where like did he go to the east or did he go to the west it's not time for a hint oh, that's un- that's unfortunate alec burks detroit uh, the clippers nope all right oh. hint i thought thought i i felt good about clippers i think this i feel like i've said clippers Good. This team had a top 10 draft pick. God, I don't even know who was in the top 10. Um, <laughs> I, I just figured this team had a top 10 draft pick. We'll say that. I'm like 99% sure. I mean, the they Knicks. would have to. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's a shot in the dark. I wasn't a shot in the dark. I, I was going to say Charlotte, but then I realized like probably not because a lot of their money was going to be eaten up with, with Gordon Hayward. So. I went with the Knicks because the Knicks are always like picking up cheap players that are okay, but not like great. All right. But so is that, all, is, is that all the, all the players you're doing for our game? Yeah. Unless you want to guess where Damian Dotson went. I have, n- I have Dwayne no idea. Bacon. Exactly. Yeah. No, thanks. Pass. If you cared, he went to the, he went to the Cavs and Dwayne Bacon went to the magic. Wow. That would have been my first guess. All right. So, now we're going to do some top 10 NBA power rankings off the dome. Higher league. Can't look at any teams. Uh, you can do the honors and start off with number 10 there, bud. Okay. Number 10. Oh, boy. I am going to say Utah Jazz. Okay. I'm on board. Utah Jazz number 10. Number nine, I'm going to go with – I feel really good about this. I probably shouldn't feel as good about this team as I do, but Phoenix Suns bringing in Chris Ball, a, uh, a point guard okay, finally for, for Devin Booker, someone that can really get him the ball and Devin Booker can kind of just hang out in the corner and just run off screens and stuff. So Number eight, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, all right. How many uh, – are those all Western Conference teams so far? <laughs> Shows how stacked the West is compared to the East. Yeah, really. Uh, number seven. I'm going to go – this is tough because they're going to have a great record, but I don't think they're going to be the – like they're probably going to have like the second best record in the league or like third best record, but like I don't think they're going to be the one of the three best teams. But I'm going to go Toronto Raptors because they always have a great record. And yeah, they always I see. look great going into the playoffs, but like I don't think they're a top – like three team, but they're going to have a top three record. I already have one regret. And I don't think this team is a top six team, but I also think this team is top 10. So I'm just not going to say it. It's not going to say it. That's fine. Just save it to the end. So number six, we left off. Number six, I'm going to stay the Mavericks. The Mavericks. Okay. Uh, Number five. Shout out Dirk. Number five. Give me the Clippers. I wish you wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of low, but uh, I'm going with Clippers at five. Because now, oh, I can think of four teams. Oh, shoot. Oh, we messed up. We messed I up. I can think of five teams. <laughs> I, I have three in my mind. It just depends on who you say. So I'm at five. No, you're at, you're at number four. I'm so angered right now because I can think of five teams. That's fine. Just um, this is why we do it off the dome. It's entertaining this way. Four. I'm going to say the Nets. Nice. I, that's not even a team that was on my mind because 
That they, was the team I just thought of. I'm like, oh, that's God, a great. I, that's great, actually. So four is the Nets. Three, I'm gonna go. Man, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of sad that you actually put the Nets there because I feel like they're a top three. I have four teams, and three of them are top three for sure, 100. percent Three of them. Uh, and number, if you say this fourth team, then we're then number three is Miami. Oh, we are so screwed now because <laughs> you didn't even say the teams I was thinking. Oh God! There's only two teams okay. at the top in my mind. Uh, well, there's three. All right, go ahead. Who's number two? Okay, unless we can combine one of them. Number two? Yeah, I'm at two, right? I'm gonna say the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, and which of the one. LA teams is number one? Oh, you you already, I already said, said the Clippers. Clippers. I already said them. Okay. Yeah, you said the Clippers. Yeah. Okay. And the Lakers. Now, are what about one. what about the Houston Rockets? No, they're not a top ten team. You don't think they're top ten? No. What? No. Portland's not okay. a top ten team. Uh, what else was I thinking? Clippers. I don't know. I knew you said them at five too. All right, I'm gonna look up. I'm just gonna look up all teams. I was. I wanted to put the uh, Pelicans in there, but I'm like uh, they're borderline. But I wouldn't. That's say why I was Pelicans. thinking. I was at six, and I'm like, ah, oh, I can't put them in here. And the 76ers are also interesting, but Celtics. Ah, uh, we did leave off the Celtics. Celtics <laughs> are probably yeah. Yep. Celtics are good. Um, that was probably a misstep, but hey, you know what? Just thought. All right, that. so did you write this down? Nope. I was oh, hoping you would. That's all right. Okay, so let me just write it down real quick. We can edit this out. It's an edit point. Lakers, Bucks, Trailblazers, eh, maybe. Um, Nets. You can even consider the Hawks at like number 10. What did I say at number five? Clippers. Clippers. Magic, you could have potentially put in there, but I doubt it. Um, number 10, you said the Jazz, right? I started off with the Jazz. I went the Suns afterwards. And then with the Nuggets. Yes. And then you went who? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so I need two more teams. I had the, the Mavs at six. Oh, yeah, you did. So above the Nuggets? At six. One, two, three, four, five. That would be at six, so we're missing one more. I have nine. I need one more. I know, but I, what? Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on which team it is. Lakers, Warriors. Did we even say the Warriors? No, we didn't. But they're, but oh they're not, they are but not. don't have Clay, so. Oh, but they still have Steph freaking Curry. Andrew Wiggins. Miami Heat. Oh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, no, I. I do not have the Raptors. I said the Raptors were seven. So our top 10 NBA power rankings off the dome. Alec had the Jazz at number 10. I had the Phoenix Suns at number nine. He had the Denver Nuggets at number eight. I had the Toronto Raptors at number seven. Alec had the Dallas Mavericks at number six. I had the LA Clippers at number five. Nets at number four, Heat at number three, Bucks number two, and the Lakers number one. Now here's some honorable mentions that we missed. The Celtics at number one because I don't know we just weren't. They, they would they would probably be in here somewhere. Maybe take out like the Suns because they're un, unproven. I guess you could say 76ers. Uh, they're they're um, probably a top ten team. A healthy Warriors team. A healthy warrior, a healthy Warriors team would definitely be probably in the top six or seven. But Blazers, you could probably maybe put it like ten. Yeah, they're they're in the conversation. 
I think the I Pelicans think the Kings also... are going to be good this year. Oh, and I think the Hawks are going to be really good too. That's also a good point. That is another team potentially. I mean, they'll make the playoffs, but we'll see. We'll we'll cross the bridge when we get to it. But I do. I feel pretty good about that <laughs> list. That was a pretty good off the dome list. Granted, we didn't do all thirty teams, but I feel pretty <laughs> good about that. Maybe one day. Why we Why we better than Don and Drew? Uh, no shout. No free shout outs. That's right. That's right. Yeah, pay us. All right. Anyway, let's move over to the National Football League for the second half of our show, or however long it takes. We're gonna. Yeah, I love. Yes, yes. We need some music up in here. We need some Sunday night football. Oh, Sunday night. Okay, Carrie. Okay, I thought you were. Oh, Sunday night. Yeah, I was gonna say continue it, please. But we've got six games to predict. Uh, some, a lot of them are the primetime ones that are like America's Game of the Week and like Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, or even Tuesday Night Football because of COVID. Wednesday. Uh, well, there's no ga- Wednesday. Oh, there is no Wednesday. Week. There is no Wednesday unless you know stuff happens. Uh, and then we also have a one o'clock game on here uh, that has some pretty big playoff implications, potential wild card. Maybe a wild card matchup. Uh, it's definitely really interesting. But let's take a look at some of these matchups. We'll start off with that that matchup with some really big implications: the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. This is a one o'clock game, and it's going to be in Tennessee. What do you think, Alec? Titans. You think route so? them. Route them. You think it's a route? I think it's a route. I so, don't think the Browns are good. I. So I don't you think want, it's going to be. Do you a, want me to list off who they've played and who they've beaten by how much? No, I no, I get it. I get it. I understand. But this is my thing about this matchup in particular. I think it's actually a really good matchup for the Browns because the Titans don't really have a pass rush, and their secondary, you know, it's all right. But like because they don't have a good pass rush, those corners are going to have to be insane, and they don't really have like you know, a premier corner out, out wide that can shut down anybody. So, like, I think it's going to be a prime opportunity for the Browns to take advantage. They're going to be able to run the football because they don't – the Titans don't have a good, like, front four up front. And it, I think it's a really good big game for Baker Mayfield, though, because if he can't be competitive against these Titans, then I don't know. It might be getting close to the end of his days in Cleveland. No, I, um, I didn't make a prediction in all of that. Um, I'm still going to go Titans, but I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say, just saying score-wise, 35 to 10. I'm telling you it's going to be a route. Mark the tape. I, I don't, I'm not feeling route. I'm feeling like 28-24 Titans. All right, I next, game, next game on our list, the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Rams. I'm also feeling the Rams as well, but Jared Goff did struggle against the San Francisco 49ers last week, and the 49ers are kind of a mess. They have injuries all across the board, so I I don't really feel good about it. I think Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate, but I I still like the Rams in this one, but I I don't feel super, super strongly about it. I'm going to say Rams 17, Cardinals 13. Oh, a low-scoring. Low-scoring game. I think really what what does it for me is 
the Rams secondary with Jalen Ramsey is just insane. Like he's going to be shadowing DeAndre Hopkins the entire game. That's going to make it tough. I think Rams, I'm going to go Rams 23, Cardinals 16. Next game on our list, number three, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers. Snooze. Why the heck did you put this one in there? Because it's America's Game of the Week at 425. Packers. Hmm. You know what? Hear me out on this one. Oh, geez. I think the Eagles are going to pull this one off. No. And here's why. No. They have so much to play for. And for some reason, I'm thinking, because the Packers, they struggled against the Jaguars. Did they lose? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, they didn't lose. They didn't. No, the Packers beat. The Packers did lose to the Colts. They were up 14 and and they lost. They have been struggling of late. Now, I don't mean in the losses column. I mean just like in general, kind of like the Steelers. We sure. struggled against them. <laughs> I don't even want to go into that one. But anyway, I'm going to say 28-27, Eagles are going to win. All right. Listen, Carson Wentz leads the league in interceptions. He only has two games all year with no picks, and he does not have a single game all year with a passer rating above 92. So he has been absolute garbage throughout this entire year. They need to bench him for Jalen Hurts and trade him to maybe a place like Indianapolis because Phillip Rivers is probably done after this year. In the last one, two, three, four, five games, he has nine picks. Oh, God. I mean, Carson Wentz is, is – This is the game he puts it all together. I mean, I don't hope you're right for my sake in the NFC <laughs> East, but like, I just don't see it. I think this, like, I think the Eagles can potentially like keep it close. They can probably hang around, but I just don't see them winning. I'm going to go Packers 28 20. Close. Number, number four, the San Francisco 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. This is a Monday night game. Hmm. 49ers. They're trying everything they can to stay in that NFC West. I mean, and they're, they're, I just are they still they're still alive for a playoff spot, aren't they? They're like I think they're either six and five. They're five sorry. and six. I still think they're gonna win. I mean, playing against the Bills, like the thing about the Bills is like their their defense is great situationally, like in the fourth quarter. Uh, I love their defense in the fourth quarter, but like they can give up some big plays in the first three quarters. The thing that just makes me sway towards Bills is just because that that offense is just so injury riddled. Like there's no Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no George Kittle. Seems like it's the receivers are constantly in and also, out of the lineup. Same thing, same thing with the running backs. I know Raheem Mostert just came back. So like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of feeling the bills in this one. Bills 24, 49ers 13. 49ers 33, Bills 21. That's a high score for the 49ers who don't have their starting quarterback. Brandon Ayuk's going to have a big game. Uh, I did leave the Sunday night game off. Uh, this is – I mean, we're both going to say the same thing to this game. Uh, it's Chief, Chiefs-Broncos. It's Chiefs-Broncos at uh, 820 on Sunday night on NBC. Chiefs 50, Broncos 14. I mean, it could very well be. I don't think it really <laughs> matters what we say for the score. The Chiefs are going to win, no doubt. Then last game on the list – on Tuesday oh, night boy. at 8 o'clock. Oh, I thought we have two more games. No, we have this one. 
It's just Leon didn't Steelers. Oh, I I completely jumped over that game. My fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. The Washington football team and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling Washington in this game. I just uh, like, I, I just well, I wouldn't the, doubt you. And the reason I say like, listen, Pittsburgh's eleven and zero, and credit to them, but they've played the second weakest strength of schedule in the entire league this year and they've struggled to beat teams that they should probably and any other year blow out and or maybe not blow out but like win comfortably instead of that's having just what to, the Steelers are though we always play under our competition I know and so plus you're when you're it comes without, to big games we always show up you're without Bud Dupree now for the rest of the season you've been that's without Devin sad. Bush so yeah. like your linebackers are a little thin now, and Antonio Gibson is a really nice rookie running back. I think the Washington football team is going to be able to run the football. Then they'll Ooh. reclaim first place in that NFC East division. And uh, I think Pittsburgh is just going to have probably one or a uh, letdown or two before the end of the year. Uh, like, because you, you can't go into the playoffs 16 and 0 because there's just too much pressure there. You're going to get bounced I mean, in the first round. Can. But, but the pressure the is too much. Round, first of all, you know what I By mean? Week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get bounced first game of the playoffs. So I just think, I think it's let down week for Pittsburgh. They've kind of escaped it the last, uh, the last several weeks. And I'm, I'm going Washington. I'm going Steelers 31, Washington 21. Uh, if we put a score on this, uh, 23 or 24, Washington, uh, Pittsburgh 20. Pittsburgh's not losing at home. The last game now in our primetime predictions, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Originally supposed to be Thursday night, uh, but with COVID, everything got pushed back. So the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, this is this is really pending, you know, COVID and stuff. We don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be back. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins at running back. They'll really, be just back. a lot, of, just a lot of guys for Baltimore. But I'm ass- assuming that the majority of that team is healthy, and Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, I got to go Baltimore too. I'm going to say Baltimore 28, Dallas seven. Wow, only seven. I, I mean, going to be a route. Bal- yeah, Baltimore's got a tough defense. They have something to I'll, play for. I'll go 27-10, maybe 27-13 Baltimore. Just being – just to be a little, a little bit better. All right. So now shifting from predictions to More top pre- five well, NFL teams, we're both going to go through our top fives and kind of just debate them a little bit. So I've got my top five list. Alec, do you have your top five? No, I didn't know we had to have a list. Oh, Wow. I can do this from the top of my head, though. We're good. All right. So we starting from number five? Yeah. All right. Number five on my NFL power rankings, the, the Ford food chain. This is the Ford food chain, man. This is where we find out which teams are the top of the food chain, baby. This is, this is my segment. So number five, I've got the Buffalo Bills. Their defense is great situationally. It doesn't need to be great for all four quarters, but it's great in that fourth quarter. The running game kind of – Kind of worries me. They don't really have a lead back. Like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss kind of split carries. Zach Moss gets the, the goal line touches the majority of the time. Josh Allen can be a little inconsistent, but I think in big moments they get it done. So I've got the Bills at number five. I have the Seahawks at number five. 
Russell Wilson hasn't been Russell Wilson these past few weeks. I think um, Patty Mahomes is overtaking him for MVP. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought of this list like 10 seconds ago. That's so fine. No, that's fine. We'll just go back and forth. We, won't have, we don't have to do explanations too much. Uh, number four, this is where I had Seattle. And last week when I did my top 10 NFL teams, I actually had Seattle outside of the top five, closer to 10 just because they didn't really have a, a consistent pass rush. But I think they found that now with Carlos Dunlap getting him from Cincinnati. So I've got them at number four. Number four, I have the Packers. And that's just because Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, that's like the best one-two punch in the league this year. Then you throw in Aaron Jones. Yes. That's a good Their trio. defense is good enough. I'll just say that. Actually, I don't know if it is because <laughs> up until last week, the the Packers defense, uh, whenever opposing offenses got in the red zone, uh, those teams scored either a touchdown or a field goal on 97% of those drives where they got in the red zone. So, I mean, I guess you have to look at how frequently teams get into the red zone, but my guess is it's kind of frequently. The Packers offense is high-powered enough to keep up, though, which is why they're still a pretty good team. But anyways, number three, I have the New Orleans Saints. Yes, they're without Drew Brees, but Taysom Hill has come in and, and done enough. Granted, they played against the Atlanta Falcons and the struggling Denver Broncos the last couple of weeks, but hey, you play with the cards you're dealt. Hill's been pretty good, and when Drew Brees comes back, whenever that is, really they should just sit him out until playoff time, and uh, they'll probably make it to an NFC championship. Now, number three, I don't want Steelers fans to get mad at me here. Yeah, I got to so put the Steelers this, at three. Yeah, the Steelers at three. Just because of how we played last week, or I should say a couple days ago, that was just, oh, my Lord. I don't even – well, we didn't have Pouncey. We didn't have, we didn't have to it. But we should still win by 40. I mean, we literally played a JV team. Trace McSorley out there. Literally played a JV team. Granted, it should have been 19-7. to They had a 70-yard fluke play touchdown, but whatever. All right. Number two, this is where I have the Steelers. I don't think a lot yeah. of people have them number one. Like, I don't have them number one. Yes, they're 11-0. They're, under, they're undefeated, but – I think everyone would agree with you on who should number one be. Like, I, and I don't want to – I don't know if, like, Pittsburgh is, like, a a pretending, like, 11-0. Like, just because the last couple weeks they have struggled – but I, I think, like, at home in the playoffs, they'll probably be a, a tough out with the way things are going right now. Pittsburgh is going to be with home field advantage throughout unless the Chiefs – Now here's the thing, though. Unless the Chiefs overtake them, then they'll, they'll host at least one playoff game. Now, if this was last year and we had home field advantage, we're going to the Super Bowl because there's nobody coming in in the playoffs and beating – the Steelers are in front of 50, 60,000 fans. That's also a good point that I think is really not talked about that much. But I, but I do think, though, it shows who the better team is. When you, when it's, when, in a way where it's, it's basically neutral. Yes, it's your field and it's your surroundings, but like, you don't have that crowd behind you. You, have, you probably have some like pumped-in sound. It's not really real. You don't get that same but energy. You don't, so like, the Steelers, they don't just play Renegade and not get hype. Like that's that's for the crowd. You play Renegade, the crowd gets hype. And then the, the, and then the Steelers crowd hypes players you. gets hype. It's just it's crazy. But 
I just think with no fans, <clears throat> this leaves Steelers at a huge disadvantage for the playoffs. We're going off topic. My number two was is the Saints. That's number two with Drew Brees, not with Taysom Hill. Same thing for me. I had them at, at three because, I mean, even with Taysom Hill, they're winning games, but Drew Brees is obviously their man. Uh, and probably done after this year, but that's a whole other discussion. And then number one, Dallas Cowboys. Uh. <laughs> no, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, 100%. Uh, they have only lost, like, one game since, like, the middle of last year. So, like, they're, I mean, they're just – Same with the Steelers. It's just a – it's Patrick Mahomes, baby. Now, need. I do have two honorable mentions – so, like, number six and number seven? Yeah. Okay. Number six would be the Titans. I'm on Number seven that. would be the, the Buccaneers. I don't see uh, – now, I agree with the Titans at number six, but I think number seven is honestly the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they're Oof. the most scary team. No, listen, I think they're the scariest team that could potentially make the playoffs because I think, I they think beat the, the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs that's once and almost beat them. I think the Raiders have the best chance to beat the Chiefs, and that's – they beat the Chiefs once. They almost did it twice. It took a game-winning drive from Patrick Mahomes to beat them. I think the Raiders can knock out anybody in the AFC and could very easily make it to an AFC championship if they knock out yeah. the Chiefs. If they knock out the Chiefs. Cool. If they knock out the Chiefs, they're probably going to go to an AFC championship. Uh, Steelers, Raiders, AFC championship. I mean, think about that. Like That would be freaking I, awesome. I think if the Chiefs and – the Raiders match up in the playoffs. I think there's a very good chance that the Raiders upset them. Mark the tape. Uh, I'm not saying it will happen, but like, <laughs> I don't like. I don't think Kansas City is like an automatic lock to make it to the Super Bowl if they have to play. I almost said Oakland if they have to play Las Vegas. I just don't. Um, see them as, I don't see them as an automatic. I think the Chiefs are an automatic for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. It's just a matter of who they'll play in the AFC do, Championship. Do I think they'll make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, more than likely. But, like, I'm just saying it's going to be really tough if they have to play Oakland. Or if they have to play Las Vegas. Gosh. Now, who would they play in the Super Bowl? If Drew Brees is healthy, I want to say the Ooh. Saints. But what does your heart say? Dallas comes back, wins the division. My heart's saying Seattle because they found Seattle. that pass rush and Russell Wilson been really good. Like, I, I just don't see the Packers. The Packers could maybe make an, an NFC championship, but they're just not physical enough. Their defense isn't good enough. I don't think it's the Packers. Saints, it really depends on Drew Brees' health. And Buccaneers, I don't think this year is the year for the Buccaneers. I think year two under that system – with Tom Brady, and it might be Tom Brady's last year, I think they have a better chance next year than they do this year. Now, here's an even more important question than who's okay. going to the Super Bowl. All right. Who's winning the NFC East? <laughs> I, uh, that's a every team, that, that's a pick Every right team there. is still in play. This, this division is completely up in the air still. Uh, if, you, if I had to put money on it, I would say the New York Giants. Really? I would say the Redskins. Dang it. I would say the <laughs> Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, I it's it's one of those two teams. I don't think it's I don't think it's Dallas or Philly. It's definitely not Philly. Uh, I think Dallas has a better shot than Philly does. 
and I know Philly beat Dallas, but that was with Ben DiNucci at starting quarterback. I would hope Philly would beat us with Ben DiNucci in the pocket, throwing sidearm, underhand throws. I mean, he almost – no, Cooper – no, DiNucci almost beat the Steelers. Or was that? Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Hey, Garrett Gilbert played well, man. Played pretty well. He's our backup now. Oh, shoot. And who's, and who's your MVP? My MVP – is sorry, my phone's at one percent. That'll do it for episode 114 of WFS, the Will Ford Show. Thanks to Alec Bell for joining me on this episode, breaking down the NBA and the NFL, having a little bit of fun, playing a few games. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at the Will Ford Show, rate and review the show on iTunes, like and comment on SoundCloud, and follow me on there as well. Subscribe. And I'll see you in episode 115. This is WFS, The Will Ford Show.